You can be seated for a moment. I can think of very few victories or causes of, of celebration if, if we can get one year down the road and we would be a people who would be able to celebrate what we just sang in deeper ways. That, that we would spend the next year doing the hard work. And at times it is. But that we would do the hard work to understand more and more and more our identity in Christ, the freedom we have because of Him. Like, like some of you guys just sang the most liberating words you will ever sing. And some of you sang it with your heart, and some of you just sang it with your mouth. And my prayer for us is that we wouldn't waste our time this year. My prayer for us is that, is that we wouldn't have a, a resolution that we would do things that are, that are attainable. Typically, what that means for, for, for Christians around this time of year is, is we will make a, a bigger commitment to, I'm going to read the Bible more. I'm going to show up to church more. I'm going to try to smile more. And all those things are very, very attainable, right? It just takes a little bit of time. Like, like if you have two hours out of your day that you're spending on social media, you got 20 minutes for the Bible, okay? Is that a little too soon, too quick? If you have 52 Sundays a year, you can show up one extra time a month. I guess that's pretty easy to do. Our, our lives might be busy, but they're not impossibly busy. We can open more doors, we can smile to more people, and all of that stuff is just, it's just small adjustments. Or we could be committed to being a people who understand the gift of Jesus and, and that gift would permeate into our desires. That to where you don't reluctantly have to open your word, you joyfully get to spend time with God in there because He speaks to you. You don't reluctantly show up to spend time in community uh, that, that you desire to spend time with people. And I'm not talking about just Sunday mornings because, again, uh, we say this frequently, it's really easy to make this a consumer-driven kind of experience, right? We, it's really easy for you to show up and to, to greet the same five people that you greet every week, have the exact same conversation that you How was your week? Oh, it was good. What's going on next week? Oh, it's a busy one, right? It's easy to have that and believe that you're in community with one another, but the risk, the risk of the gospel community is being vulnerable with one another. And it's to be able to walk into, into people's lives and say, hey man, this is what God is doing right now. Or hey man, 
I don't understand what God is doing right now. Can you walk with me a while? So, I don't know if you will like what I pray for you this year. I don't. I hope you do. Because my prayer for us as a church, and we're going to spend some time praying, but my prayer for us as a church is that we would, we would grow up more. That we would mature in Christ. So, so when we sing words like hallelujah, you realize hallelujah is a very specific word. It means the highest praise possible belongs to God. And that our hearts would join in that anthem. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I was a prisoner, and now I'm not. So when we say around here that the gospel changes everything, we, we mean that. And I wonder sometimes in our lives if that is a proper reflection of how we're pursuing the heart of the Father. Are we changing? Are we growing? I'd ask you this question. I don't know if it's fair. But in 2021, if you are found in Christ, if you're not, we're so glad you were here, but this question is not for you. If you are found in Christ, how many people were you willing to talk to them about God's love for them expressing Jesus. Some of us have been, friend, have been children of God for years and years and years. And we would shudder if we all got a microphone and we just lined you up and you just kind of came through like, ah, my name's Brandon. I spoke to a number of people this year about Jesus. So my prayer for us is that we would get that this year. That we would press in, and we, we talk about this frequently, that, that the more we put our eyes in Jesus, the more we fall in love with Jesus. And when you love somebody, you want to tell the world about it. And so it starts with prayer. It does. I'll commend a book to you. If you're like, hey, I want to read one book this year, uh, let, me, let me commend a book to you by E.M. Bounds. It's called Power Through Prayer. And in the beginning pages of it, one of the things he writes, and I, and I love this, he says, he says you know what, what, and I'll paraphrase this, he goes, what the church needs more today. Now, he's writing this back in the 50s, but I find it to be very, very prevalent today. He says, what the church needs now is not more organizations or more programs what it needs is men of God filled with the Holy Spirit who are willing to pray so this is what we're going to do this morning we're going to we're going to pray and some of you are like man that makes me uncomfortable and that's okay I don't mind making you feel uncomfortable for a little bit we'll get out of here but the way the way this will work is kind of kind of a dealer's choice if you, you decide you're going to pray and respond, I'm going to kind of lead us in, in some thought. But, but if you want to pray and respond um, by yourself, that's fine. I would encourage you uh, to, at the very least, gather uh, with your family. 
I'd also encourage you to find another family because there's going to be some times I'm going to ask you a question to consider. Uh, and I'll give you some time just to kind of to speak about that. Some of you, some of you men right now, uh, I'm feeling maybe 2022 is just the year of honorary for me. But, but some of you men are sitting here and you're like, this, I don't know how to do this with my family. Maybe you should resolve this year to be in the spiritual leader of your home. Maybe you should resolve this year that my family can't grow spiritually unless I'm leading them spiritually. So I'm going to put you in maybe in an uncomfortable spot. We're going to work through four prayers. I find there's four prayers, there's a lot of prayers that Paul writes, but four specifically this morning we're going to look at. And, and so I want to give you some time. And so, so we'll start with this one. It comes out of Second Thessalonians. And, and, and ultimately what it is, it's a prayer that we would glorify Jesus in our manner of living. We'll put those... Oh, thank you, Emma. Paul says this, To this end, we always pray for you that our God may make you worthy of His calling and may fulfill every resolve for good work and every faith, every work of faith by His power so that the name of our Lord Jesus may be glorified in you and you in Him according to the grace of our God in the Lord Jesus Christ. What a powerful prayer. That's basically, it's just saying, we, we want you, we pray to this end that God would make you worthy of, of His calling. Not that you earn your salvation, but that you earn and you live up to the price that's been paid. That, that you wouldn't casually follow God. That you would understand the, the preciousness of the gift of Jesus and that out of that, every resolve for good and every work of faith, that, that He would fulfill that so that when people look at your life, they would glorify Jesus. And that's where we are. So that the name of our Lord Jesus may be glorified in you. So here's what we're going to do. And I'm going to give you some time to, to move around. If you need to move chairs, that's fine. We're, we're allowed to do that here. But I want, I want you to ask this question either to yourself or to your family or to your group. What does it look like to glorify Jesus with my life? What does it look like to glorify Jesus with my life? And then take a few moments and just pray for you, your family, and then for Merge that this would be true in our lives. Go ahead, do that now.
Father, we thank you that you love us just so incredibly well. And I pray that that we would, that that this church, that these people, that that we would be a people who are worthy of of this calling that you've placed in our lives. And and I pray that that when people see us and as we interact with them, that, that, that the glory of our relationships would be brought to the to the attention of your son. I pray that Jesus would be glorified in our homes. In the ways that that we treat one another. In the ways we carry ourselves. That we would be a people who seek forgiveness. We would be a people who confess that we would operate in grace and mercy. All because that's a reflection of you. We thank you. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. Colossians chapter 1. Verses 9 through 14. And so, from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to Him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power, according to His glorious might, for all endurance and patience with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. He has delivered us from the darkness, the domain of darkness, and has transferred us to the kingdom of His beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sin. So here's what this prayer is. It's just a prayer that we would know God's will and we would live it out. I love that. He says that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will. And it is staggering clear what the will of God is when you open the Bible. Now, now we, we try to make it difficult. We try to make it complicated. But ultimately, what God wants you to do is to love Him and love other people. He says, I want you to love me firstly and rightly, and then because of that love, I want you to love other people. That's, that's the extension of it. Now, it's easy. It's easy, again, if we want to make that complicated and we will spend time thinking through and I'm not saying you shouldn't pray through important decisions and I'm not saying you should you should um, not seek counsel on on opportunities that you have but what I'm saying is is when it comes to God's will I think ultimately what he says is 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 this going to represent me well and are other people going to know about your love for me well should I take this job or that job God says glorify me in either one should I live in this neighborhood or that neighborhood? God says, 
glorify me in either one. Everything else just gets filtered through the lens of his love for you. So Paul prays that we would know his will, and then secondly, that we would bear fruit in all of our works. That we would be strengthened, not according to our own strengths, but according to his glorious might, that we would have endurance, that we would have patience, that we would walk in patience with joy. Now that might be hard for some of us because we don't have a good relationship with patience. And that our lives would give thanks to God who has qualified us, who has delivered us in Jesus from the dominion of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of light. So our question is going to simply be this. What what is God calling me to do that will bear fruit that looks like Him? What is God calling me to do that bears fruit that looks like Him? Let's do that.
Father, we thank you that you make your will known to us. We acknowledge there are times that that it might be difficult of knowing one choice or the other choice, but, but you have promised us your presence. You have gifted your Holy Spirit and you speak to us. We pray that, that we would be a people who would walk in the knowledge of your will and that it would be evident that, that we are yours from the fruit that's produced in our lives. We thank you. In Jesus' name. Philippians 1, verses 8 through 11. I think, uh, God willing, we'll be in next the fall of 2022. Uh, we're going we're gonna to walk through uh, the epistle of Philippians, and I, I love it. I'm excited about it. And mainly, uh, in part, because of, of how Paul opens his letter to them. He says this, he says, For God is my witness. How I yearn for you all with the affection of Christ Jesus. And it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment. So that you may approve what is excellent. And so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ. Filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Of God, that your lives would be for the glory and the praise of God. And this prayer is simply this: that that the, our love, the love that God has given us, would abound, and it would motivate your actions for the glory of God. That your love would abound, and you motivate your actions for the glory of God. We, my favorite verse in all the Bible, First Corinthians sixteen fourteen: Let all that you do be done. In love. So, so first John will tell us that God is love, right? It will say that, that God has put his love on demonstration by sending Jesus into our story. That, that when we were at our very worst, Christ dies for us. And it's not motivated because God was wrathful and mean and, and angry but that God was showing His long-suffering and His willingness to be patient. And He sends Jesus into our story because He loves us. And so if we are changed by the love of God, then we live as people of love. So our question is, who are some people this year that you want to love with the love of God. And I know like the, the churchy answer is like, well, everyone, Brandon. That's a, it's a great impersonation of you all, okay? But specifically, what I hope you would do, what I encourage you to do is to ask God, okay, who are you putting into my life that I can love for the glory of your name? 
Do that now. Father, I pray that our, firstly, that our, that our love for you would be a reflection of your love for us, that, that we, would, we would be able to, to emulate your love for us. And I, and I pray that you would help us understand how to operate in that love in the varying circumstances and situations that are in this room. Father, I pray that, 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 that your love would move us toward, toward forgiveness. That, that your love would move us toward adventure. Pray that, that your love would be the anthem of our hearts. That it would be the desire of our souls. We thank you. In Jesus' name, our last prayer comes out of Ephesians. Thank you for, for sticking with us here. Paul says this, For this reason I bow my knees before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of His glory He may grant you to be strengthened with power through His Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. Now pay attention. That you, being rooted in 
and grounded in love may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the height and the depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. And then he says this, Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think according to the power at work within us, to him, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. He says, let that be the message of the church. And I I love this because this is just a prayer saying, hey guys, I want you to know how complete you are in God. I want you to know that when Jesus comes into your life, that you are filled with everything you need, not to just survive this life, but to thrive in it. That you have been gifted with purpose. You have been gifted with ability. Your identity has gone from hopelessness to hopeful. You go from an enemy of God to a friend of God. And that's what Paul is praying. That, that, God, that you would know as you are being rooted and grounded in love that you can have the strength to comprehend what the saints should be getting. Just how wide and long and deep the love of Christ is. And I love what he says. Is it surpasses understanding. What a great mystery to get to live in, right? I can't fully explain it, but God loves me. And that changes us. So I don't know of a question. I just want us to pray that over ourselves. I want us to pray that over our hearts, our family's hearts, and Merge's heart. That we would take each day knowing more and more how complete we are in Jesus. Let's do that now.
Father. Pray that our hearts are in your hand this morning. As we pray to reach out to you. Some of us are in a place right now where we feel so far from you. Some of us are in a place where we're right there beside you. We feel your presence daily. I pray that no matter where we are, I thank you you are a God that meets us right where we're at. The cross given to all. I pray that with this chance that you give us, the breath in our lungs, that our lives would bear fruit that would glorify you, that would glorify your kingdom. We love you. And I pray that our lives sing hallelujah for the cross. In your son's name we pray. Amen. You guys stand. We're going to sing hallelujah for the cross one more time. I would be hopeless without your goodness. I would be desperate without your love. Slave to the darkness. If it were for the cross. kindness and chase me down when I was lost oh where would I be if it wasn't for the cross singing hallelujah thank you Jesus singing hallelujah thank you
hope you guys have a blessed week. Stay safe on the road. You're dismissed. Sing it hallelujah. Thank you, 